Who won the middle school spelling bee? Kinks? There are so many of them. Of course, drugs. Yes. Technical blah blah blah. Tell me how to spell. Put opium in the tea. Mmm, look at the Cinnabon. Cinnabons. <laughs> One frown. Hello, 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 and welcome to Two Bards, One Throne. My name is Corbin Slack. And I'm Sean Britton. And now we are at, I believe, episode 17. Is 17. that correct? Yep, that's, that'll do it. 17. That's, nice. Mm, thought we were going to give up about 10 episodes ago. Yeah, you know, but we didn't. And, no, we didn't. you know, we, uh, we may not have kept on you know initially what we wanted mm-hmm. like as far as like a schedule or topics or really anything that we initially planned but we're still here and i think perseverance through obstacles is definitely something to be applauded for for the podcast for sure mm-hmm. so totally. and so, to, to be entirely fair corbin when have we ever been known for following plans yeah, that is true. That is true. I don't. I don't think that's quite our style. It's not. But let me ask you something. I have a, a little question to kind mm-hmm. of start this out. So, for the audience, you guys don't know, but this episode we really just just have something special planned. I'll tell you at the end, but mm-hmm. uh, there's something special planned. Okay. So, question I want to throw to you, Sean, is. Do you think that now this is going to be a running topic here? Do you think that Nightmare Before Christmas is a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? The point of the entire thing is that it's both, Corbin. No, 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 no. If you had to pick one, if I had to pick one, it's a Halloween movie. Why? Because. When you think about it, the entire aesthetic of the film, almost every character is Halloween themed. And uh, they, when they say they're going to take Christmas and do Christmas, I'm almost positive, unless I've missed something the numerous times I've seen this film, they just put the Christmas sign over the Halloween sign on the countdown board and don't change anything else. So... They're still celebrating Christmas, but they're doing it on Halloween in the universe. So for that, for those reasons, I would call it a Halloween movie. But it really could be watched in either one, and should be watched in either one, because that is a dope fucking movie. I love that movie. Here are my thoughts. While it is a great movie, I feel that there is a whole new genre created by Nightmare Before Christmas. And that genre is anti-christmas movie right okay listen think like think like an anti-hero like a hero who's like "Eh, i mean they do some good sometimes but it's not for the right reasons it's kind of like this is a christmas movie but hmm, not in the traditional way you think of a christmas movie so i think it's a christmas movie Uh, because about christmas Die Hard is my next movie. That is what uh, you transitioned beautifully right into that without me Yay, even me leading go. with it. Yeah, so Die Hard. Is that a Christmas movie? Or just an action movie? I I honestly would say, much like uh, 
The Nightmare Before Christmas. It is uh, simply an action movie that takes place over the course of Christmas. Because Christmas doesn't play an active role in the plot. The reason I think uh, A Nightmare Before Christmas is murky is because even though the aesthetic and locales are not predominantly Christmas, they're predominantly Halloween, Christmas is what drives the plot and what drives the conflict. Die Hard Christmas is just the, the frame of the narrative. So I feel like it's, it's a little bit of a different situation. Hmm, but let me argue this. Do you consider Home Alone a Christmas movie? Yes, because it being Christmas and them taking a Christmas vacation is what drives the plot. Okay, okay. So if you think that Home Alone yes. is... Now, look, whether it's a vacation or a Christmas vacation, at the end of the day, it's just a vacation. But the similarities between Die Hard and Home Alone, which I never thought I'd be talking about this, uh, first <laughs> of all, is you look at Home Alone, right? It's basically these two dudes trying to prey on this younger kid, TLDR, oh, too hey, long, didn't hey, read. Um, <laughs> uh, essentially, yeah, but he, he kicks the butt. He wins the day, right? Mm -hmm. Die Hard still happens during Christmas time. Home Alone happens during Christmas time. But does Home Alone center around Santa Claus, Christmas, or, or anything else? Not really. Fair enough. Not really. Fair enough. So if you consider Die Hard not a Christmas movie, then you can't consider Home Alone a Christmas movie. You know what I just realized? So basically what we boiled this down to is uh, the question of if Christmas was removed from the film, would it still be the same film? Exactly. In the case of Die Hard and Home Alone, the film could still happen without any major hiccups of if course. we remove Christmas. But a nightmare, uh, a nightmare before Christmas, that is not the case. Right, because it's with, a major part of the plot. Yeah, same with stuff like Jingle All the Way. Like that could totally be seen as um, like a situational or family comedy. But it is so heavily rooted in Christmas that if you remove Christmas as an idea from the film, it would be a fundamentally different film. That is true. Now, as a connoisseur of movies, yes, I'm sure you've seen your fair share. Yes, I is have. Is there any movies with the title Christmas in it that really aren't about Christmas? Or really, like Christmas with the Cranks? I mean, I don't know. I'd... I mean, I would still consider that to be about Christmas. Um, I mean, I don't think it counts, but the Star Wars Holiday Special uh, has a weird murky one because, yes, it was a holiday special. It was released for Christmas, but they invented their own holiday for uh, the Star Wars universe part of it. So I, I feel like in a weird kind of stretching the rules way that one um god a movie christmas in the title it's not really about christmas i mean i feel like that's kind of hard to do like i'm trying to think of one but like i really can't 
But but what I will say, um, I I just rediscovered this a couple couple months ago because I, I I'm stupid like this. Um, I I went on a movie binge a couple months ago because you know depression, and um, I I rewatched a bunch of the Muppet movies because I love the Muppets. The Muppets are are my shit. Uh, so can you can somebody? Corbin, I would like you to try, if you can, explain to me why uh, Michael Caine playing Ebenezer Scrooge in A Muppet's Christmas Carol is hands down the best interpretation of that character I have ever seen put to screen. Probably just put to anything. That is probably the best performance of Ebenezer Scrooge I have ever seen. And he's doing it alongside the Muppets. Like, he's he's playing this shit as straight as if he were in Silence of the Lambs. Alongside Kermit the Frog as Bob Cratchit. Like, how, how was that, like, the definitive Ebenezer Scrooge for me? I would like to know. You know, seeing as I haven't seen that I don't have much to speak on it but knowing who Michael Caine is I mean he was uh, if I'm not mistaken he played Alfred right in the Batman movies yes Yes. yes, yes. so in the uh, what was the director's name of those I can't believe I'm blanking on this Joel Schumacher no 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 no, that is not uh, correct no 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 it was uh, Nolan Christopher Nolan Christopher yes. Nolan, yeah, 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 those Batman movies. So he's the Alfred in those. Yes. I could see him being a good Ebenezer Scrooge, but I don't know why the best screen representation of Ebenezer Scrooge was on the Muppets for that. It, it makes it, sense, it though. It blows my mind. I love it. It's like I'm watching it for the Muppets, but then Michael Caine is just just, just eating this film's ass. He's, he's carrying the entire film. It's incredible. So you're like, saying I, Michael Caine carried the Muppets? Yes. My God, I never thought I would say that sentence. But, like, genuinely, if if you're a fan of the Muppets, if you're a fan of really fucking good acting, if you're a fan of The Christmas Carol, you need to watch that. It is unbearably good, his performance. There, there are... So it's interesting to just kind of look at movies and watch them and then slowly realize that there's a single actor in this that is just so much better than everyone else in the movie. You know? Like, it almost kind of ruins the movie for you because it takes you out of the moment. You're just like, okay, this person is so much more real than everybody else with the the shit's happening here. You know what I mean? That's me in, like, every Leonardo DiCaprio movie. It's just like I can't even enjoy the rest of this. This is this one person is just too good. He's light years ahead of most of the actors out there today. Honestly, that's that's how I felt about the book of Eli with uh, Denzel Washington. Oh, Denzel Washington. That is, that is such a good movie. But God, yes. Denzel is just distractingly good. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's good. That is a movie I still talk about to this day, and I haven't seen it in years. And and like on a um, on a on a more well, not really sarcastic, but on a more playful note, 
the only reason I can stand X-Men First Class is uh, Michael Fassbender as Magneto. Really? He is the only reason I can watch that movie. Because that is, he is just so fucking good in that movie. Like, obnoxiously, unfairly good. He, he overshadows you know, James McAvoy for me, and that is hard. Wow. James McAvoy's good. Uh, well, let me tell you something. Uh, the time that I remember Michael Fassbender being a big name in my life was at a time when the Assassin's Creed movie was about to come out because (laughs) (laughs) yeah um you know the assassin's creed video game series is like probably one of my favorite like video game stories uh probably of all time with like the elder scrolls and all that being you know next to that obviously of course that's some nerdy stuff or whatever but uh it doesn't matter anyway Mm -hmm. so the assassin's creed movie had a lot of hype around it and people were like oh my gosh like this is gonna be incredible this is what we've been wanting for a long time now and they completely butchered it Uh they butchered the entire concept and it was just nothing like what it was supposed to be like it was one of those situations where the directors and the writers were like okay so this is what it's supposed to be let's not do that let's do it different and so they tried to make their own story, and it it was awful. Listen, absolutely the, awful. The story for Assassin's Creed, um, for like the overworld stuff, was already weak enough. If we're being honest, like it was already yeah. it it was already it already felt stretched thin, just as a as a story. So trying to write a new one, it, it ended up being worse somehow. Well, here's the thing, is I feel like, like, obviously, one of the, if you know anything about it, about the Assassin's Creed story, if you don't, that's fine. One of the most popular storylines in that is the Ezio, like, storyline. And Mm -hmm. do you know some of that, Sean? Uh, Bits and pieces. Yeah, so, honestly, Ubisoft has done a great job writing for that i don't understand why there couldn't have been more collaboration in designing something that was original and effective and really unique because i thought they did a really good job in a lot of the the writing for those games and i they just tried to make it so hollywood that it was gross like it it just was not attractive at its core, like, the Assassin's Creed series is supposed to be, like, historical fiction, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, 100%. there's a little bit of sci-fi in there, maybe, but not really. Not really. It's it's historical fiction at the most, and they tried to make it sci-fi. Yeah. Like, and when I'm talking sci-fi, I'm talking, like, there's basically a story arc where there were, like, basically beefed up humans that came before and then they just decided to destroy the earth and there was just a couple of them and essentially they had like these smaller beings that were just so insignificant to them Mm -hmm. humans uh and they were like nah you guys suck 
but they made all this weird like old world technology and that's where the i guess the sci-fi element comes in for me but mm-hmm. all that's like fine for me because that just goes along with story and um what do they call that like uh lore yeah and none of that's really like oh okay that's cool but it doesn't take away from the game the game's still good but the storyline absolutely ruined oh yeah I totally is there agree. is there any movie out there that is an older movie that you think that people probably wouldn't have seen but you think has a really underrated storyline because right now I'm feeling pretty just tired of newer movies. Okay. So how much older are we talking? Like define older for me. Cause I have some answers. Oh. I'm just not sure if they're old enough. Oh, I mean, you can go as old as the forties and fifties if you want. Uh, how does 1981 work for you? That works good. There was a lot of good movies. Oh, movies. well, have I got a movie for you, especially since it's October now. Uh, one of my favorite horror movies of all time um, is incredibly painfully underrated as a film, as a screenplay particularly. Uh, it's an American werewolf in London. Um, follows the story of two backpackers who are backpacking across England uh, from New York get attacked by a werewolf and one of them dies and the other one uh, lives uh, to become infected with the curse and turn into a werewolf literally in the middle of fucking London um, so my favorite thing about this movie because it can absolutely and justifiably be interpreted and watched as just another monster movie. And a really fucking good monster movie at that, with some of the coolest practical special effects I have ever seen. Um, or, and again, this is, this is what makes me love this movie so much, it is entirely justifiable and believable to interpret this movie as rather than someone actually being a werewolf and becoming a werewolf um somebody being driven to complete madness and psychosis uh by survivor's guilt because part of the plot line like a big subplot in this are uh, the ghosts of his victims, and specifically the ghosts of the friend of his that died during the attack, uh, coming back and tormenting him in visions. And the fact that we never directly see... like we do, we do see him, but only from his perspective as a werewolf. Like, we don't see him from the perspective of any other people. We only ever see him naked, being directly interacted with by people. Just a naked man. Oh? He's transformed into a werewolf. Oh. Um, 
So it's entirely defensible, and in my opinion, the correct interpretation of the film, that he was never a werewolf, and he was just driven insane uh, with survivor's guilt, and ended up suffering. But do you think he made it to London? Yes, uh, the entire rest of the movie takes place in London after the attack. He's in a London hospital. But I definitely, th- I definitely think he killed all the people that die in the movie. I just think he killed them being a regular human being. You think it was like a wolf, and that he just like got it in his head that he's a werewolf? Yes. Okay. Okay, that's a bold statement. I. I really like this movie. I genuinely think that anyone who's a fan of practical effects or monster movies needs to watch this movie. It's very well made. And the the visual effects are so nice. Oh. They're so gross, dude. Here, um, look up... Uh... Um, an American Werewolf in London, Jack, and go to Google Images. Maybe I'll go to Bing Images. Don't do that. Don't be a sadist. <laughs> Don't do it. Uh, there it is. It, it was one of the first things that popped up. Hey, that is pretty cool. Ugh. And then his final form, when he's all, like, decayed and half-skeleton, it's a puppet, and it's one of the coolest-looking puppets I've ever seen in my life. Oh, I see that. Oh, it's nice. That is cool. No, this movie's... this movie's great. Uh, what about you, though? Yeah, it seems like a... Hmm? So what do you mean? Um... Well, you you asked me that. You asked me if there was um, any movie that I felt was completely like underrated or underappreciated oh. that was older. Wow. You got one? I would like to hear it. Hmm. Well, I don't think it would be as old as the 80s. Um, I think if I had to choose um, a movie that is pretty stellar in my book it's it wasn't mm, it's was a good movie um yeah. but it's called i am legend oh i like i am legend right uh, it had will smith in it uh it's crazy good movie and i think it is is definitely kind of underrated i i think not enough people are talking about it, especially nowadays, because guess what's sweeping the entire earth in that movie? <laughs> virus. virus. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, it is, it's kind of funny. There's some parallels in there, but it has a really deep narrative, and uh, I think it has a really unique story. There's a lot of psychological things in there that, as a viewer, like stress you out. Because mm-hmm. you feel like you're so in the story that you feel like you're there. And you're like, oh, oh my God, what am I going to do? What? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you remember, Will Smith's got it. Like, he's got it. You don't have anything to worry about. 
Yeah. So, yeah, I am legend. Super good. Super good. Um, I was just watching The Mask, the 1990... Oh, the Jim Carrey one? Yeah, 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 with Jim Carrey. And honestly, not as good as I remember. And uh, last time I watched it, you know, I was a little younger. A shame. You know, I, I in my mind, I was like, oh, that's a great movie. But honestly, I mean, it's just not hitting it anymore. Um, I think it's still good. It's still got... Mm-hmm. Some good stuff, but it's, uh, it's honestly that's how I feel about a lot of Jim Carrey's stuff. Like rewatching it, it's not as good as I remember it being. Like there I are plenty of exceptions. There are plenty of exceptions. The Truman Show, oh, um, the first Dumb and what do you Dumber. Think about yes Man. Mm. I Dumb and Dumbers do sorry. not remember Yes Man. I may not have actually finished it. Yes Man uh, basically goes to that conference and he's like, say yes to everything. And then uh, once he starts saying no, like bad things start happening. So he starts mm-hmm. saying yes to the things that he really doesn't want to do. And then things end up going well for him. He ends up uh, getting with. Uh, Zoe Deschanel or or whatever her name is. Oh damn! All right. Yeah. Delicious. Okay, so have you seen the? I think it's on Netflix. Uh, The People versus O.J. Simpson. I have not. That it's a three-part miniseries that examines everything that happened from the moment uh, O.J. Simpson's wife and the other guy were killed to the end of the trial and uh so um i, I believe i'm gonna double check who this is real quick because i really don't want to fuck this up um give me give me um yes i was right cuba gooding jr plays oj simpson uh, which, you know, great casting. I really, really like that one. The one that's the, uh, the, the one that's debatable for me, unfortunately, even though this actor gives it his all and honestly does a really good job portraying this person, I really can't get behind David Schwimmer as Robert Cart Robert, uh, Kardashian. Really can't. Can't do it. It's just... It's too, it's too much David Schwimmer. You, you know can't what I take mean? him seriously? No, I can't. I want to so badly, but I, I, I can't look at him in the, in the outfit and with the dyed hair and be like, yep, that's, that's Rob Kardashian. No, it's just Dave Schwimmer with Rogue from the X-Men hair. Oof. And, like, he's doing a really good job. He's putting in his best acting performance I've ever seen out of David Schwimmer. But it just looks like David Schwimmer. It's, like, I, I can't, I can't, and, and he speaks. And it's like, okay, that's just David Schwimmer with a fucking California accent. Like, it's, it's, it's all, it's all Dave Schwimmer. Well, look, I would have a hard time watching that and not seeing... Like, yo, that's that's just Ross. That's We're guy, on right? a break. <laughs> we were on a break. 
No, but um, there's a there's a lot of good underrated movies out there. And to be honest with you, like, ever since you know life started getting back to normal, I started watching movies a lot mm-hmm. less. So getting back into the the movie scene and getting some entertainment here and mm-hmm. there, finding some things to relax with, super nice, super important. Um, what else have you been doing to take care of yourself, man? Uh, not been, very like, much. Uh, I. I kind of failed at the whole um, staying healthy thing the past couple of weeks. Um, I got slapped with a positive mono diagnosis uh, two weeks ago. That's fun. Um, so that that put me on my ass for a week. Um, someone came over to uh, check on me and give me soup. And they said when they came into my room to give me my stuff, I I was, like, collapsed on my couch at that point, like, curled up into a ball. Uh, They told me that I looked like I had jaundice. I was pale to the point that my skin was yellow. And it was like that for a week. And then just woke up the next morning, no symptoms. So... I, I so had you're a, not doing very healthy. I'm I'm working on getting back there. I'm I, I'm still I'm still shaking from getting my shit rocked with with the whole mono thing, uh, especially since no idea where it came from, no clue how I got it, because nobody had gotten sick before me, nobody's gotten sick since, so I haven't passed it to anyone, and it's not floating around in places that I've been. I just got mono and then sat through it i guess yeah i i don't think i've ever had mono so i i can't really feel your pain there i imagine it was pretty bad but let me ask you something the sickest i think i've ever felt Let, let, let me ask you something completely unrelated oh give me let's assume that Male sperm was not in a liquid form. I don't form. like where this is going. Okay. Let's assume that it just came out as like one big semi-amphibious fish-like thing. It was just one big thing. It's just a tadpole? No, but like a tadpole that's like a hundred times the size of a tadpole. <clears throat> and... It was like the size of a small fish, and you had to, like, fight it to the death. I don't... You know, obviously, if it wasn't going where, you know, it goes. I, it wouldn't It wouldn't fit, Corbin. Yeah, sure it would. No, it wouldn't. I don't think... Sure it would. Don't think human bodies are meant to do that. Just assume, though. I don't think I want to, frankly. Just imagine that it was like one big, like, little fish. I don't want to talk about fishy sperm, Corbin. Ew. I never said that, you freak. Oh. I don't talking about men- fish. I don't have the mental wherewithal for this, dude. This is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I mean, how would it come out? Is it like. The uh, the the bus in the third Harry Potter movie where it squishes between the uh, the other two buses. That's pretty sick. Is that That's how it works? Sick. Answer the question. Uh, 
where I'm gonna or I'm gonna or I'm gonna bring up an equally upsetting question. I, you know, I'm curious to see what your question is. You think Jesus was a tits man or an ass man? Oh my gosh! <sighs> Don't come at me with that blasphemy shit. I know that Catholics think that Jesus was just a man. He was a man first and foremost, which means he had sin. God, horniness is well, a sin. Well, that's Catholic. Ass or tits? Give me it. I think that definitely, if Jesus was anything, I mean, I'm not Catholic, so I can't speak for them. I think that if anything, Jesus would have been a tits man. And I'll tell you why. It's because I feel like back in the day, like, with the robes and stuff they wore, honestly, there wasn't going to be much of, like, booty action, right? Okay. But the shirts, not that well made. I feel like, you know. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Okay. okay. But in terms of, like, I don't know. That's a, that's a valid question. Do you think but... Jesus and, no, that's going to piss people off. Uh, you, <laughs> <laughs> you see, Corbin, for the first time in my life, I thought before I spoke, and it saved me. There you go. Um, new question. What about the Pope? Ah, jeez. Pope's not into into ass or tits. He's just into... Ah, he's a thigh kids. guy. Oh. Ah. Oh, okay. That's... Little different. Oh, uh, Pope Francis... That's that's the current pope, right? For Pope Francis. Uh, uh, how many yeah, of them were named Francis. Francis though? I feel like he's like the 35th one named Francis. Pope Francis. Pope Francis since March 2013. Wow. That's not how you say that. Uh honestly though, with how tall that hat is, I'm so I I'm very surprised the pope doesn't fuck. I mean, why did those words just leave your lips? Listen, you've seen how big his hat is. Doesn't that just make you want to want to have at it? No, no, no. You're not, you're not impressed by his hat. No. His very high, tall hat. What so, is the hat called? I'm just gonna. I know assume it's got for a fucking name. A yarmulke. That's not. That's not the right hat, Corbin. It's close enough. It's a yarmulke for Catholics. Anyway. It's a mitra. But why why are you so concerned with the Pope's hat? I kind of want to steal it. Oh, God. It's a really... You know my penchant for hats, specifically big This is going to be the next national you've, treasure. You're going to be starring in a movie with my <laughs> Nicolas Cage. Hat. I would kill to star in a movie with Nicolas Cage. Are you kidding me? To be in National oh, Treasure 2, yes. Journey for the Pope's hat. I'm pretty sure there's already two of them. So National Treasure Three, Journey for the oh. Pope's Hat. Oops. All I guess three the second one wasn't trilogy. that good. Uh, I don't think it was. I think I remember it being absolute trash. Most sequels are. Especially Disney sequels. Yep. Although they have been getting out of that habit. Hmm. I honestly. Honestly, Frozen 2 is the better movie. No way. Yep. Yep. I will That's die a on the hill. Statement. 
I will die on the sill. Really will. Well, I tell you what. Um, <laughs> we've had a lot of good talk uh, about some pretty key movies. I know in our lives and some other people's lives, we t first talked about uh, Nightmare Before Christmas and Die Hard and Home Alone, whether they were holiday movies or whether they were just movies. Um, but honestly, I'll tell you what, the big secret was at the beginning, we had no plan going into this episode. We decided just to kind of throw whatever that we felt that we needed to talk about today out mm -hmm. to you because what we've noticed is too often we try to over plan and we and it turns out very robotic and turns out like it's like it's something that you know isn't really us so we just wanted to talk and hang out with you so thank you for taking a chance to listen to us on your commute or while you're chilling out while you're doing some work thank you for you know the support and stay tuned Stay tuned, as always, uh, for updates on our Instagram, uh, Two Bards, One Throne. I'm sorry. I had a full sentence planned out, and it just it left the second I was wow. put on the spot. Uh, I was going to say something super sentimental, super, super, super sappy, super... Sweet, like thank you guys. There we go. That'll that'll kick us off. Thank you guys so much for um, the support that you've shown us so far, for the patience uh, with our in inconsistent release schedule, with our inconsistent uh, sort of I wouldn't say quality. I think the quality's been pretty consistent, but the inconsistent like makeup of these episodes, uh, what 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 comprises everything. Uh, we're this podcast is changing, but I think it's it's uh, changing for the better. Now, Corbin, uh, you made a very tall statement at the beginning of this all, and I, I was wondering if you wanted to f um, follow through on it. You said that you had something very special to talk about or to bring up. No, that was it. Oh, that was it? Yeah, just that we, we randomly threw some stuff out there. Um because I, I was gonna just kind of let it out at the beginning but then i was like nah like i'm gonna i'm gonna build it up well we'll we'll disappoint them and then explain why we did it oh true actually i'm pregnant and on that note male pregnancy ladies and gentlemen <laughs> uh <laughs> thank you all so much for watching this has been the podcast that brings news, casual conversation, and mindless ramblings together. Together. Cards, one throne. Together with me, Sean Burton. And me, Corbin Slack, the better of the two hosts. And all of you, the people who don't a, give a, a shit a. how big Corbin inflates his own head. A, a, a. Have a good night, y'all. Three dog. Ow. Y'all listening to Galaxy News Radio, bringing you the truth, no matter how bad, no matter how bad it hurts. Good night, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>